politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 welcome into the Mark Harvard Podcast, episode 42. A little late this week, I apologize for that. I'm actually not even getting to, to record this until about the time it usually would post. But you know what? It's okay because the reason is I, I had a little health thing going on. My my uh, my voice has not been the best this week. I had a cold. Let me tell you, and, and you married guys will get this. So, my wife and I have both, we've had a cold the past... I guess week or so, and it's been a bad one. I got a really bad one. My my kid brought it home. I know he brought it home because, as I've said before, kids are a little biological terrorists. They bring home every weird germ, and that you know, and then they infect everybody in the house with them. So Jack brought home this cold, and and he got past. And he did actually pretty hard too, but he got past it. And so Jenny and I, we had our turn with it, and had a rough time with it. I mean, I'm still I've still got a cough going. You might you, I may have to. I'm going to have to mute the mic for a second and cough here in the middle of the podcast. But, but uh, So we're ha- we, ha- we're, we're, we have this cold, and we find out a friend of ours who had been around Jack on Wednesday was positive for the flu. So Jenny decides, okay, that's what we have. You have the flu. And I'm like, I've, I've had the flu. I've, this does not feel like the flu. I, I probably don't have the flu. And uh, but uh, but uh, Jenny kept on about it. And I'm like, you know, the only way that I'm going to get to actually, you know, rest this evening and not hear about this is to go get tested. So jumped in the car, drove down to the urgent care, waited forever in the waiting room and got tested. And they were like, you want to get tested for the flu or COVID? I'm like, you know what? Just test me for everything. Just everything. Come on with it. I don't want to leave anything to chance or to question. And so uh, we did the test. And. At this point in our lives, I'm going to tell you that the flu test way worse than the uh, than the COVID test. COVID test goes just like the inside of your nose. It, it goes about picking depth, is what I've been calling it. No further than you, than you if you were going to pick your nose, no further than you would pick. But uh, the flu test goes back to your brain and it burns. So just know that if you're going in for that, that's what you have to look forward to. So I go back and, and they do the test, and I wait there in the waiting room forever and. They finally bring it back. The guy says, okay, what results would you like? And I'm like, I, 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 I whatever's on that paper, man. I just, just tell me what I've got. Don't be cute. So he, he says, yeah, you're negative for both things. And so it was, in fact, just a cold. I, I called my wife from the parking lot and told her. And so, uh, yeah, so we're getting past this cold. Um, I mean, I, I feel better. I feel way better. I'm actually getting to sleep and all that. I've got a little bit of a cough still. Um... But uh, hopefully that'll go away soon. Those coughs are always the last thing to, to go away. But but that's where I'm that's where I'm at now. And I was kind of waiting on um, myself. I gave myself another night of rest before I did the podcast this week. Because as we get into Christmas, we've got Christmas stuff to talk about, gang. Yeah, I'm 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 excited about this because as as we get closer and closer to Christmas, I mean we're not going to go totally 100 Christmas this this week, but we've got a lot to talk about now. I'm going to start off with this study that's come out, and I'm going to just tell you that when I was growing up, my family, my, my nuclear family, my, my parents, me and my brother, we lived in a different state from the rest of either of their families. It was just kind of us, the the Alabama Harvards, were off on our own little island growing up. And um, at Christmas time growing up, I always remember either Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve, my grandmother, my father's mother, 
would come and, you know, we'd have all the presents under the tree and she'd show up and have all the presents from her side of the family, from her and my dad's sister and all that. And um, we'd unload all those presents and then we'd have grandmother for like a week with us. And I always loved it. I had a a very special bond with with my grandmother. She was a huge, um, a huge supporter of me. She was a huge fan of me. I always felt like she was always, uh, you know, kind of just cheering me on. I had a great relationship with, with her. Um, I would do, uh, growing up, I would do these weeks with her in the, during the summer where I'd go stay with grandmother, and she would take me all over the state of Alabama, all over the state of Georgia. We'd do these wild road trips. She took me to Washington, D.C. My first time I ever went to D.C. It was, it, was a, it was a great relationship I had with her. So I came across this study, and it immediately made me think of that. It made me think of her. Uh, Amber Sutton put this out over on It's a Southern Thing. Um, she put it up uh, last week, but uh, it's it's really interesting. She said a new study uh, from Emory University looked into the biology behind why grandmothers and their grandchildren have such a special connection. And for the study, which was published in the Proceedings of the Royal Society B Journal last month, the brain activity of 50 grandmothers was monitored while they were shown a series of pictures, including pictures of their children, their grandchildren, an adult they don't know, a kid they don't know. So researchers also asked the grandmothers a variety of questions about their relationship with their kids and their grandkids, as well as their role in caring for both of them. And it turns out grandmothers associate a different type of empathy, emotional empathy with their grandchildren than they do with their children. Now, everybody who has who has kids will tell you that, that the, 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 the grandparents that their kids have are not the people that raised them. Because you're looking at your grandkids, at your kids, and you're like, if I tried that, this woman would never have let me by with that. So why is this working for you and not me? So this is emotional empathy. Whereas when the grandmothers looked at a photo of their adult kid, they showed signs of cognitive empathy. And it shows that while a grandmother will understand what their adult kid is feeling, they're more strongly inclined to emotionally relate to what their grandchild is feeling. Which is super interesting, and it totally makes sense. That's why grandparents can't stand for their uh, for their grandkids to cry. They always want to come in and fix it, and they always want to. They always want to. You know, just I just want them to be happy. I'm a grandparent. I can do this. Um, both my mother and uh, Jenny's mom will let Jack get by with almost anything. And it's funny to watch because both Jenny and I will look at each other and like, I never would have gotten by with that. That's something that never would have happened in my house growing up. And I don't know who this person is. And I'm very, very confused. So are you like that? I mean, if you've got kids, I mean, do your parents just totally relate to them on a completely different level than they ever did you? Because I, I mean, I can confirm the results of this study. This this study is is legit, and um, the same goes for like Christmas presents too. You ever notice that? It's like I mean they they go all out for the grandkids, you know. I mean with with you growing up, they're trying to teach lessons about you know you one gift that you'll that you'll want, one gift that you need, uh, wear, read, whatever. You know, with, with with the grandkids, it's all of the toys. I just I just went I just took a, a buggy up and down. Uh, the the aisles at Walmart and just got them everything. Here you go. Absolutely happens every year. It's crazy. So um, speaking of things that that make your kids happy, um, 
also over at It's a Southern Thing. Thank you, Amber Sutton, for helping out a lot with this week's uh, podcast. Uh, apparently, you know, we have those, all these supply chain issues that are hitting for Christmas. And they've already said, do all your shopping as, as best you can early. I'm done with mine. Absolutely done. Um, the only gift I don't have, I'm waiting on a phone call back to confirm it. But it's a scheduling thing. It's not even like a, am I going to be able to get this thing? It's it's a scheduling thing. It's a, it's an event. So I'm having to wait on a phone call back. But other than that, I'm done. Um, I was not ready for this shortage, though. COVID-19, and this is going to affect my, my little boy, Jack, more than anything else. Uh, the, the pandemic has caused a variety of, sli- of supply chain issues throughout the year. In addition to products like, you know, like wine, uh, takeout containers, syrup, chicken tenders are now becoming scarce and thus higher priced due to supply chain shortages. The issue is that the tenders require more processing to package, which is causing a delay in production while kids, uh, you know, they, they, you know, they don't really care, but the, the, the chicken nuggets don't require the same process. They could also be hard to find simply because the, the chicken tender kids got to eat. Um, chicken nuggets are the next best thing, right? So a word to the, to the parents of picky eaters, stock up. When you see the giant bag of the dino nuggets, and you know they're in your fridge right now um, because they're in mine. If you see the giant bag of dino nuggets, get the big bag just to get you through. Um, my my kid would would, suppl- would would survive on on chicken nuggets and pizza if we'd let him and oatmeal cream pies. Those are his three go-tos. That's what he would eat nonstop if we would let him. Occasionally, we can get him to eat a waffle. Um, he'll, be, he'll do okay with fruit. He'd always rather have... Chicken nuggets, pizza, or or um, or oatmeal cream pies. Yeah, that's that's what he'd always want. So I'm just letting you know that there is a a chicken a a, a chicken tender shortage. But if if you if you do get caught without the chicken tenders, you can you can simulate this now, right? Now, I mean, we have we have uh, KFC fire logs now. They're back. Do you see that? It's it's not I mean, it's not as big a deal as the um as the McRib being back, but still. Pretty big deal, and this year they're saying it's gone extra crispy. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's uh, it, this is pretty cool. Um, you, you, they, they come in like the like the, uh, the the fire logs that you would get, like a fire starter log. You know, you light the wrapper, and uh, you throw it in, and it's supposed to help the, the rest of the fire take. So the KFC chain announced this week that it, it's limited edition eleven herbs and spices fire log will fill your home with the aroma of fried chicken, which awesome. So the logs are a part of a partnership with EnviroLog. They're at Walmart beginning this week. Fifteen eighty-eight is the price while supplies last. In addition, folks who buy the logs can use a QR code on the package to enter for a chance to win a three-day, two-night luxury stay at a log cabin in Kentucky. Get it? Log, fire log, log cabin. <laughs> um, as well as a private gourmet dinner prepared on-site by KFC's head chef, Chris Scott, for up to eight people. I wonder if you can request the potato wedges since they're on the menu, but they're awesome. I wonder if you can do that. That would be cool, um, but yeah. So they're they're going all out with this, and you know, if you can't find the chicken tenders, maybe your ha- your house can at least, you know, smell like it, right? Maybe I don't know. So okay, come, when we get back, when we get back from the break. I've got a f- couple things. I've got a, a state map. I haven't had a state map in forever, but I've got a state map coming up of the most popular Christmas song in every state. Also, you can stay at the uh, the home alone house. It's an Airbnb for one night only, and it could be yours for only 25 bucks, which is pretty sweet. And the seven Christmas songs that we all have beef with, that's coming up in a while. And finally, 
Is uh, saying Xmas or, or writing out Xmas instead of Christmas, is that taking the Christ out of Christmas? A pastor says no, and I'll give you all the details on that as well. So stick around. All that's coming up. It's the We're Approaching Christmas edition of the Mark Harvard Podcast, gang. Stick around. We are so happy to have all things new counseling services as a member of the Mark Harvard Podcast family. Now, here's the thing. Life is not always easy. There are times when things change. We have to kind of adjust with that accordingly, and life can sometimes be overwhelming and frustrating downright messy. If you're in one of these seasons in life, you need to call All Things New Counseling Services. They will come alongside you. They'll offer you strength, encouragement, and hope in the confines of a safe and therapeutic environment. Listen, I've known counselor Sharman Rutherford for a while now, and she is amazing and an amazing resource for people that need a little help getting through some of those valleys in life. So give them a call, 205-765-9155, or go by the website allthingsnewcounselingservices.com and tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Old World Lumiere Candle Company has been with the Mark Harvard Podcast since the very beginning. And let me tell you how happy we are. You can get all kinds of scents, guys, to make your house smell great. And they aren't just your frou-frou floral stuff. Guys can get candles like bourbon or leather, and they come in these really cool glass containers. Check them out. Everything they've got is at owlcandlecompany.com. And tell them I sent you. It's Old World Lumiere Candle Company. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Welcome back to the Mark Harvard Podcast, brought to you by great sponsors like Owl Candle Company, All Things New Counseling Services. You can find them at allthingsnewcounselingservices.com. And they're in the Tuscaloosa area, but they also do telehealth. So, you know, matter, no matter where you are, you can get some help there to get you through this season. Also, we're proud to be sponsored by Excalibur Service Company. They do emergency plumbing. They do HVAC. They do electrical. And they're who we, we use in my house. And they're who you, you should use in yours as well. They'll do all the servicing you need to, for, to make sure your unit makes it through the winter safely. And, uh, yeah, and absolutely, they're, they're just great people. Uh, I've known Ben Kayata, the owner, for a number of years now, and he is someone I absolutely trust with my home. And I really would encourage you to, uh, to give him a call and uh, tell him thanks for joining, for you know sponsoring the podcast, 205-718-8688, 205-718-8688. It's Excalibur Service Company. And uh, let them know you heard about him right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. So... As we've been getting just creeping closer and closer and closer to uh, to to Christmas, as we're getting closer and closer, you know, I work at a church, and so you know, we're this is kind of the Super Bowl of the year for us. But uh, I always remember, I always think about a, a uh, an article that a friend of mine wrote. He's a pastor. His name is Steve West. Um, he's a pastor in, in in Alabama, and he wrote this article um, that went out a couple years ago. And it's going to challenge you a little bit, but uh, it's about 
keeping the X in Christmas. Now, for years, my entire life, I've had to, I've worried, I mean, not worried about it, but I've heard about people talking about how much they hate it when people say, uh, write Xmas, X-M-A-S, instead of Christmas. And it's, you know, it's an attack on Christianity. It's taking the Christ out of Christmas. So Steve wrote this article. And Steve's a smart guy. I mean, he's been to seminary, and uh, he 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 understands the desire to keep Christmas faithful to the, to the true true reason for the season. Of course, he gets it. It's it's a, you know it's a but, but Xmas is kind of a common abbreviation that you can find scribbled with a sharpie on storage boxes in his attic. Is it unfaithful? Should it be on the forefront of the culture wars to keep Christ in Christmas? No, he says. There's a huge misunderstanding about the abbreviation and how, and, and, and it can actually help Christians learn about their faith heritage by learning about it. Instead of criticizing the use of it, lean into it and uh, and just kind of think about where it came from. So let, let's, let's go back a little bit. Some of the art found on the walls of the ancient catacombs featured the use of the Greek letter X, which is pronounced chi in the original Greek, to represent Jesus because it was the first letter of the Greek word Christos, which is the New Testament word for Christ. It became sort of a secret symbol, kind of like remember remember when uh, uh, the persecuted Christians would have to draw the fish with their feet to show that to identify each other and find safe places to gather. It's kind of like that. So uh, this is similar to the word, uh, similar to the use of the uh, itch this, which is the characteristic little symbol of the fish. So the sequence of letters in this Greek word for fish, isthmus, were an acronym for the statement of faith. Uh, each letter of the word was the first letter of the words translated, Jesus Christ, Son of uh, God's Son, Savior. So Christians use the fish symbol to identify each other and safe places to gather for worship in times of persecution. And you can find remnants of these traditions in relig religious art even today. If you look at a chrismon tree, a lot of churches have chrismon trees up in their sanctuaries, in their, in their small chapels. A lot of the artwork you see on ornaments in a Christmas tree um, have the X and the P. The X symbol is on a lot of ornaments. It's often paired with the second letter that represent, represents a P, which is uh, the, the the two together form uh, chiro, which is the first two letters in the Greek word for Christ. The chiro is pictured uh, on this article he's got here, and it's 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 that one. You you get it. it you've seen it on a Christmas tree. So, the use of Xmas in modern English is as old as the 16th century and has been found in headlines, abbreviations, and formal writings, um, you know, like moving boxes and stuff. Uh, and and Steve says that uh, Xmas on a box is no more unfaithful than putting the symbol on the fish on the bumper of your car, which is kind of beautiful. So, the use of the abbreviation is not Xing out Christ on Christmas. On the contrary, one can look at it as a statement of faith. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the Living God. So I'm actually going to put a link to this article over on the uh, on the Facebook page uh, and in the show notes. So if you want to take a look at that, um, yeah, it it, it it makes some really good uh, points here, and it makes me feel a lot less guilty. I never stop. I Man, I use it. Um, I use a dry erase board on my in my office. Always have. And I if I'm if I'm writing, I'm going to go through Xmas. I'm going to write Xmas because it's four letters instead of all the others. I mean, it's four letters. I know what I mean, and it's it's quick. I've never actually heard of someone using XMAS with the intention of taking Christ out of Christmas. I've never heard it. It's always for brevity. It's always for speed. It's always for space if you're trying to write out something in a small area. 
it's it's a convenience thing. It's never a, uh, you know what? We're going to take Christ out of Christmas. Do not write Christmas, write Xmas. I've never heard anyone say that. I've never known of someone to say that. But I'm gonna put a link to this over in the show notes on the uh, on the Facebook page, so you can uh, you can interact with that and share it. And if you know if it's something you agree with, you can share it. If it's something that you uh, disagree with, I'd love to see your your uh, comments, and we'll talk about them next week. Sound good? In the meantime, things we're having beef with. Relevant Magazine had this great uh, article about uh, Christmas songs. Now that now that you know Christmas songs are everywhere, we're everywhere the Christmas songs you have a beef with. These are songs that you've either heard too many times, you don't like the content, you don't agree with them. They haven't aged well. Uh, one of them is Christmas Shoes, which I absolutely detest. That song. It's a uh, it you know it's it's a sad song. There's so many questions. Where is this kid's father? Why is the kid by himself buying these shoes? And it's just ugh. But he's gonna buy these shoes for his mama, please. Ugh. Um. And the next one on the list was "Baby It's Cold Outside," the most date rapey Christmas song ever. Guys, no means no. I mean, come on. The verse, "What's in this drink?" That should be a red flag. I'm just throwing out. Yeah, uh, the Twelve Days of Christmas. You ever seen that uh, that episode of The Office where Andy decided to get Aaron the actual Twelve Days of Christmas gifts, and by like the fourth or fifth day, she was like she had cuts all over herself from all the animals, and she was like, "What's next? Oh my gosh!" It was like, "This is not a suitor. It's a stalker. This is bad." Um, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. This is this is one of those criticisms that's only gotten. Uh, prevalent over the last few years. But the story of Rudolph is, if you really stop and think about it, is not as happy as you think. Because Rudolph is set aside because he's different. And, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, things you can meet, weed into that. Um, physical disabilities, you know, racism, you can all that. And he's eventually accepted by the other reindeer in Santa himself. But is he really welcomed? Or are they just exploiting him because of his one physical characteristic? I mean, is he just, I mean, is he accepted onto the basketball team? Or is he just there because he's, you know, seven feet tall and could and can be a, you know, can can stop a, a, a and stop a, a forward? I mean, is 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 it because they like him or because he's useful to them? Yeah, that that's that's Rudolph. I'm sorry for ripping this apart. And finally, uh, in the article here, and I actually kind of I, I don't totally agree with this one, but I see I see the point. They say that uh, Little Drummer Boy is is one that ha- people have a problem with because here it is: Young Mary has just given birth to the savior of the world in a dirty old barn, surrounded by animals and strangers. Here comes some kid wanting to show off his drum skills. And so Joseph is nowhere to be found, so he can't tell Ringo it's not time to to, to shine. And uh, we're just saying that the little drummer boy could have waited a little bit. You're waking up the infant, and the infant just went to sleep, and I will have to destroy you if you wake this kid up. So, yeah. Uh, seven. Those are uh, Christmas songs that people have beef with. Um, finally, what's your favorite Christmas movie? What's the movie that you really just you know latch onto? It's not Christmas until you've seen it. For me, I haven't seen it yet this year. Uh, it's Christmas Vacation. I haven't watched it yet this year. Maybe this weekend. We're actually finally decorating, and I'll tell you in a minute why. We're finally decorating this weekend, and maybe part of that I haven't watched White Christmas, and I haven't watched um, haven't watched White Christmas, and I haven't watched uh, Christmas Vacation. Those are my two go tos with uh, with Christmas movies because one, Bing Crosby was a pimp. 
I mean, he didn't have to try. He just he opens his mouth and those tones just fall out. And uh, ugh. and then Christmas Vacation is just a classic. I mean, so many quotable lines. But my for my wife, it's Home Alone. That's the movie that she associates with Christmas. We watched it last week. And uh, if you want to stay in the Home Alone house, now they fixed it from all of Kevin's hijinks. If you want to stay in the Home Alone house, it has become an Airbnb for one night only. 25 bucks. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it this is kind of a thing. They're renting out the house made famous by the Home Alone franchise uh for a single night filled with hijinks, pizza, pet tarantula sightings, Christmas trees, mac and cheese dinners. Uh the Chicago-based home will be open for four visitors to stay on December the 12th. So, yeah, you, you might be missing it. Um only 25 bucks and books for the house open at 1 p.m. Central Time and they've already opened actually. So, if you're hoping to go, you probably have missed your shot. So it's it's also important to note that if you do win, you'll be responsible for your own transportation to Chicago. Hey, maybe uh, maybe Guy Polinsky and the Polka King can give you a lift. Huh? Maybe. Huh? So uh, Airbnb is also going to donate this to this one-time donation to Children's La Rabida uh, Children's Hospital in celebration of the Home Alone house welcoming guests for the first time. That's kind of cool. I mean that you can you can actually stay in this house. You can maybe figure out what this guy did for a living to uh to manage to fly his entire family to to you know to Paris, um, and then again to New York, and yeah, it's crazy. This guy and he lived in this giant house. What did he do for a living? Where he can take these all this time off too? I don't get it. So so yeah, you can actually go be and be a part of that history. I remember back when the uh, the Christmas Story house went on the market. And everybody made a big deal about it, and they didn't realize that the inside of the house was a was a film set, so it really was just the the front facade. You know, maybe you could put a lamp in the window, but otherwise, it was just a house. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, the Brady house was like that, and I think they just went through and re- remodeled it. But the original house that was the outside of the house had nothing to do with the inside of the house, and it, like, even like if you looked at the the way the film set was laid out, there's no way it would have fit in that exterior. Like the one on the exterior was like a like a, a split level, and the uh, the actual house was this giant tall ceiling thing, and yeah, it, it wouldn't have worked. So so yeah, you can actually find out if the if the Home Alone house is like that. So there you go. All right, that does it for me. I'm getting out of here. Uh, I made it through without coughing, which I guess is kind of a big, which I guess is kind of a big deal. Um, I should I guess I should be excited about that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I made it through without coughing. Um, we're going to be back next week. Have a special guest. I'm excited about that. Uh, keep watch on the social media for all kinds of information on that, um, on who to, on who to, who we're going to be going into Christmas with, as well as a whole bunch of other things. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. We're over on Twitter as well. And share the podcast with your friends, with your family. Appreciate that. And uh, also, if you have problems with your home, you know your home over the over the over the over the Christmas time, you need to make sure it's comfortable. Call our friends over at Excalibur Service Company 205-718-8688. 205-718-8688. Excalibur Service Company for your HVAC, for your electrical, for your 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 plumbing. They are going to make sure your home is tip top shape. And tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. That does it for me. I'm out of here. Have a very merry week, and I'll see you next week. And I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.